Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time to sit down and have a little chat with Life with Gwen. With a lifestyle talk show from the Cape Cod Times. It's on our Facebook Live page. And we are hearing a lot of talk these days about the royal wedding. In three days, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will be walking down the aisle in St. George's Chapel on the grounds of Windsor Castle to marry. There is craziness all over in England, and a little bit's come across the pond. We know a lot of people who are planning to get up early to watch the wedding. It's also being rebroadcast in movies, but it got us to thinking about weddings on both sides of the pond. Before I introduce our guests, I just want to quickly tell you that um, Kay Benarok from Harwich was the winner of our contest that was judged by a chef from British Beer Company who actually did his training at Windsor Castle. So, and her recipe is for Megan's turkey uh, turnovers and they are actually perfect because the royal couple has announced that they're having handheld foods at their reception rather than a traditional sit down breakfast. So um, you can check that out in today's Cape Cod Times. And let me, it's my honor to introduce you to someone who I've known for a long time. And I want to say Olive Chase, owner of the Casual Gourmet and, uh, you know, a caterer, but way beyond that, a wedding planner who makes sure everything will go right at your wedding. So thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. We've been doing this for many years. I've seen a lot of changes in uh, your business. When I first, when we first met, your son was in, I think, fifth grade in elementary school, right. and you were organizing. I can't remember exactly what, but organizing has pretty much been a, a trademark for you. Yes, so. yes. Um, I'm, and I had a lot of it. Um, involvement with public education as my son went through it both with schools in Barnstable, with the Lighthouse Charter School, Sturgis, yes, yes. And I also remember that your son uh, worked at some of the cafes when you were opening them. He was uh, he was always uh, precocious, older than his years. Yep. So, And you still have those cafes, right? I still do. We Right now we have Casual Gourmet Express in the lobby of Cape Cod Hospital and at Falmouth Hospital. We have Magnolia Cafe at Heritage Museums and Gardens. Uh, we run the concession at the Scudder Cafe at the Hyannis Youth and Community Center, and we also have um, we also have we also have exclusives on weddings at both Heritage Museums and Gardens and Highfield Hall and Falmouth, two beautiful non-traditional venues. Oh, that sounds wonderful! However, weddings are what drive our business. But we can get a taste of your food, even if we're not getting married. You can. So and that's a good thing to know. Bakery Cafe in Centerville always open also for um, lunch and I try and to forget that because, you know, <laughs> I'd have to walk to Nebraska to walk it off, you know. We have a, a comment from uh, Laura Moore and Margaret Holland, who both say hello. Hi, guys. So, <laughs> and this is fun because our audience can join us. In fact, I usually invite you guys to uh, comment, so I will do that now. 
And not only is the royal wedding coming up, but we are entering. Uh, oh, we got to add. Eliana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glad you took that one. Um, I didn't know how to say the first name. But uh, not only uh, is the royal wedding coming up, but we are coming into wedding season here on Cape Cod. Right? That is correct. Wedding season on the Cape runs from May till about the end of October. It is fast and furious. Like a lot of, uh, you know, we're a seasonal economy and weddings are the same. But we are a premier location for destination and non-traditional weddings in the country. Well, you know, I know you said you were busy this week and we do appreciate you fitting us in because I know you're just going to be busier, you know, and I've been to one of your weddings, by the way, <laughs> it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, but um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the trends and, and the issues. Like if, if you're getting married and you're not the Royal couple, <laughs> I think they have a lot of support. Yeah. But uh, tell me a little bit about planning the wedding, you know, how it starts and how much time you need and that kind of thing. You know, it's interesting you should say that because how much time you need for a wedding a lot of times depends on a um, how much money that you have. Do you need to save up because it's a very large expense? Um, do you uh, need to um, find a location? Um, locations that we have for weddings book fairly far in advance, all of those things. So right now we are, you know, completely booked for 2018 and we are well into bookings for 2019. There's still time to do 2019, but non-traditional sites, the kind that we use, tend to book a little bit later than um, some of the on-premise venues who some of them are already into 2020. Oh. See, we have another, you you know a lot of people. All I do. Of, uh, Cindy Daly <laughs> says, Olive is the best. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Um, it, uh, you know what I'm going to ask? I think this would be interesting. I'm going to ask all of you out there, if you are hosting a wedding this season or going to a wedding this season, can you hit the little heart button on um, on your Facebook, if, you know, on the computer? Because then we can make good feelings for all of those uh, couples who are about to start their lives together. We can fill, fill it all with hearts. Let's see if that works. Go ahead and hit the hearts. So, um, Just a fun thing. We'll see. Okay. We'll it see comes up like balloons. Yeah, we'll right, see. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me, Olive. <laughs> <laughs> we really do hope that there are some people well, watching. We can tell we're getting messages here. And, uh, and also, I remind you that if you can't watch um, or if you have friends who couldn't watch, it's also available as a podcast. You can go to uh, capecodtimes.com slash lifewithgwen podcast. And you can listen in the car, which is probably where you're going to be a lot of the time. A lot of the time. I'm on That's the road right. this time of year. Absolutely. So you were saying that that uh, your budget determines a little bit on the timing. Sometimes, and sometimes when people are beginning, um, I was on the phone this morning with the mother of the bride who had just gotten engaged this past weekend. And so they are looking at 2019. So the first thing I always say is, can you make a list and see how many people you would like to invite, knowing that maybe 15 to 20% of the people you invite can't come. So you have a realistic mm. number. So you know where you fit in a different place and also that we can begin to talk about what might be a realistic budget depending on what you want. Then it is, are we a daytime wedding or an evening wedding? How, how, what is your tolerance for weather? Is a tented site for you or do you need to be indoors? Mm -hmm. Then we go to, are you formal, are you informal? 
Would you like a plated nail? Would you like stations? There's a, a realm of stuff. Do you want to look rustic? Or do you want to be glam? Do you want to be elegant? Um, all of those things are a piece of what it helps us to craft what a wedding would be. We try to start never with um, our sort of, you know, a, a, an idea that we have in a box. We want to know what each couple really wants so we can begin to craft for them. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. And you actually, when we were chatting, um, it uh, we have um, we have a comment from Karen Watkins who says, "Intriguing that wedding season is six months, not just mostly June." It's definitely not, and in fact, at this point, September is far a far busier wedding month than June is. We look at it as September is the busiest, followed by June followed by July, August, then May. And I will tell you, October is coming on really strong. It hasn't overtaken June yet, but it's moving into third place. That's wonderful for other businesses besides the wedding, because, you know, you get a lot of people coming for a wedding, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it has an impact for the uh, for the hotels, for the inns, for, for so you know. We, with Cape Cod Chamber, we did a study um, of the, there's a study out there that tells you about the economic impact of weddings on Cape Cod. And in 2016, cool. direct spend on the Cape was $53 million. That didn't count restaurants, that didn't count hotel rooms, that didn't count rental cars, or the other things that people do around weddings, because most people come here for several days. It is, we are a major driver of the economy on the Cape, which a lot of people don't know that. I. Well, I knew it, but not in in those numbers. Yeah. That's kind of staggering, you know. Um, I mean, I I know that that this is a place for destination weddings, mm -hmm. and people bring their wedding parties and and often their guests, you right. know. But uh, but that that is a huge number. I can't imagine. Did you look at what else? Uh, what the nearest? Uh, it was the next. No, because we did yeah. it all in our industry, and and it's broken down. Florists, photographers, everybody. And the thing that's important to remember: we talk about shop local. Well, we're all local. There's nobody coming from off Cape to do these events, and it is mostly very small businesses. It's florists and photographers and DJs and people who are sole proprietors who are making a living, a good living here on the Cape, albeit in a fairly short period of time. Because again, we're May to October, and then in November we hear a big sigh of joy and relief as uh, people say, "Okay, I'm going to just sit in the living room yes. and watch TV for a while." Yeah. Um, but uh, the only people who are coming really, um, the the businesses, the suppliers are here, but but the guests are coming. The, the, the guests, couples are coming. The guests you know? and the couples. The majority of them at this point are coming. Or at least those that I'm dealing with in particular are coming from all over the world. I had a bride uh, from Beijing last year. The year before, I had a bride from Denmark. I uh, almost every year have someone who's from Britain. Mm -hmm. um, we are in almost an international, although clearly the bulk of the people coming here come here from the United States, mm -hmm. and our main markets tend to be New England, uh, New York, Manhattan. Do many Cape Codders get married here at home? Yes. From your yes, but you know we're getting a little older, so it's not quite as many Cape Codders getting married. <laughs> Bite your tongue. I'm a big believer in romance, and I think that people can get married at any age. Yes, so. they can. But do you? But that does raise an interesting point. Do you see uh, mostly people in their twenties and thirties, forties? Uh, I had a, a couple this past weekend who were in their fifties. So, you know, sometimes we see, but most of them are. My, mostly we're seeing people 
who are in their late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. I'd say on average, my average couple, probably 32. I think the statistics show that people are getting married a little bit older right. than they used to. And to be honest, for, for the kind of wedding that, that you would be able to provide for them, they would need to have been working for a while and, and or you know, That's have family resources. They've, they've established their careers usually. They're helping to pay. They're not mm -hmm. just relying on their parents. So I don't know if I should ask now or not, but is there an average price in that study for what people pay for a wedding here on the Cape? 53000 Huh. Oh, my goodness. That's all in. That's everything. That's yeah. the venue. That's the, it's expensive. It's totally, the totally fifth, worth the it. The fifth but, most you know. expensive market in the country. Oh, okay. Who's first? That's from the not. Um, I believe it's Manhattan. Yeah, that would be so my guess. New York City. come here yeah. from Manhattan, they think it's a pretty good deal. Well, they're earning a lot more. <laughs> so, anyway, I noticed that you brought cupcakes today, I and did. I was wondering if we could talk a little bit. Now, you were telling me that when you started, in what year was it? I was there. I just can't remember. Nineteen eighty-six. Right. Um, you you were the show child. child. You were yeah. yeah well, me too. Child. We were both children. <laughs> we were ten. <laughs> so um, I was the chef the first five years that we were in business. Um, but I always knew that I would not always be the chef, that as the business got big enough, I would hire a chef. And I'm actually blessed right now with a truly wonderful uh, chef. Whose name is? Rick Goudreau, and he is, he is unbelievably good at his work. Now, does he do, uh, sh the, in being the chef, is, is he mostly involved in the savory side, or does he also do the baking? And, and No, 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 we have a pastry chef. Uh, we have a pastry chef. We have three decorators. The pastry chef has a helper. Um, we, you know, the cakes and the and the desserts are a whole separate. Mm -hmm. They're almost like a little separate subset of the company. And it uh, so you you had I can't even remember, but you had a handful of employees when you started out, and you must I had two when them. I started. Yeah, two. Okay, <laughs> two. You had half a handful of employees, um, and uh, now. That number must be staggering, especially seasonally. In the winter time, we are probably about thirty-five. Um, in in the summertime, we can be as many as one hundred and twenty-five. Wow, that's amazing! Because you now, I didn't realize. Although we'd always use a few more if anybody wants to work on beautiful parties on the weekends, <laughs> call me. I would, but it'd be a conflict, you know. <laughs> Although I love being at weddings, you know, if I had a computer in front of me, I'd be hitting that, that little heart button. And I did uh, luck out and get invited to a waterside wedding in July. Yeah. So. In all the years I have been doing this, I have never lost um, my passion for weddings. I have never lost that wonderful feeling uh, when I watch a couple going down the aisle and everything's perfect and they're happy. The romance of it is, for me, just probably still the most satisfying part of the business. Me too. I um, well, not that I'm in the business, but every time I go to a wedding, I get teary-eyed because it's such a, a beginning of promise. You know, there's so much hope that, it's the, uh, and it's it's the birth of a new family. It's two families coming together and giving birth to a new family. That's how we look at it. And because you know, you start a year, sometimes a year and a half before the event, and we spend a lot of time with our couples. You develop a relationship. People come back to me with their children um, years later. They come back five years later and say, "Can you make that cake again for us, just for our anniversary?" You know, it's it's um, 
it's really a fun way to make a living, if I can say. Although it has moments, <laughs> but you know, because you, you, we work without a wire. I guarantee that our work will be great. And so, and these are once in a lifetime events that cannot be repeated. And so, we work really, really hard to make sure we meet expectations, fulfill promises. And one of the things that we were talking about, I would not have thought of. You said something about power and lighting. Yes. So because we are working in non-traditional sites, not venues, we um, we we um, I have to know how much power uh, that a venue will need. I need to know how much power that the tent company will need. We will need the band or DJ will need. I need to know, do we need transportation? Where will people park? What kind of uh, thing do we have to do? Should it be raining or inclement? We're trying to say the R word. We actually will say, now here's a plan for if it's inclement that day. <laughs> um, and you need to put all those things together because if you don't put that together on the day of, um, something you didn't expect could really um, destroy a you know, Olive, I've seen you, and you have a formidable um, uh, management and, and personality style. You can't do anything about the weather, though, huh? Not in charge of the weather? No, but I can have a plan B. Yes. And I always try and have a plan B. <laughs> I would think. If yeah. you have 100 people coming, yeah. you're better. We have a question from Julie Lipkin, uh, uh, who is uh, asking, how long before a wedding do people typically book a caterer, and how long do you advise? So for most people... It is in uh, a year, sometimes to eight months ahead of time. Some people do it a year and a half ahead of time. And sometimes it's, you know, three months. It can't be, that's that's only a special occasion though, because a lot of times we don't have any, we don't have any room left in our calendar mm -hmm. and there are no venues left. The people who can do a wedding fairly last minute usually have a beautiful home where we can put up a tent. Oh. But I would always say to people, a year in advance is when you, the people that we're talking to mostly right now are from May and June of next year. Mm. And, and that makes sense because then it doesn't have to be crazy. Says the woman who planned her wedding in eight weeks. <laughs> well, it can be done. I mean, it's all about what you want to have. I mean, you can go to town hall and get married in three days. You know, it's not, um, but today people want weddings that are handcrafted, that are uniquely them, that are special to them as a couple. And so that usually takes a little more time. And there are so many more options available than they used to be. We can do a plated meal, we can do a buffet, we can do stations, we can seat everybody, we can seat some people, we can have lounge furniture, we can have cigar bars, we can do a rustic wooden look, or we can do glam with gold linens. And, and we can have just simple bare bulbs for the lighting, or we can do gold chandeliers. I mean, all of these things are out there. And so it takes a while to figure out what is the best look for an individual couple that still will kind of fit in their budget because mm -hmm. some of these things and, are and you're pricey. talking about uh, do you do a lot of beach weddings actual on, on the beach weddings not if i can help it <laughs> not if we can help it <laughs> no okay. we do ceremonies on the beach we try really hard up uh, uh, to, to put the actual tent on the beach is really hard difficult to like carry the food in oh, and, and all and, that and the sand blows mm -hmm. around you and a piece of wedding cake you know that's sand coated yeah. it's, it's not as easy as you think but ceremony yes it's mm -hmm. beautiful out on the beach yeah i i think that that, that uh, a lot of people are, are choosing to do that you know you have your destination wedding you do the be the beach ceremony and then uh, back up on the back lawn up, yeah for the for the tent and for you know cocktail hour dinner dancing so I keep uh, going back to the cupcakes mm -hmm. because, uh, but before we do, 
We have to go back. This is a little disorganized today because we're talking like people normally do if we were sitting around without an audience. So we're inviting you to, to talk with us about that. Um, when we were talking about the settings and the decor, um, there's something that surprised me a little bit. I knew we the wedding I went to that, that you did, we had uh, very fancy uh, facilities, you know. Oh, so yeah. um, you were saying that nobody uses porta potties anymore. It's trailers. We don't even call it that. We call them sanitary facilities. Mm -hmm. They are trailers. Um, they have air conditioning. They have music. Or they have heat if you needed it, but mostly air conditioning. Everything flushes. Everything works. There's hot water. Um, there are some out there at the very high end that look like little Cape Cod cottages. Uh, they're, they're nice. That they're, they're nice. expensive. But they're expensive, yes. Consider that you would need several thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So, But I can't think of anything more important because most of the, even the beautiful homes on the Cape, you know, we... It can't handle like the suddenly having a hundred people. Yeah, uh, not uh, really there for 150 people. Not to mention how many people shower in the facility. You know, the house for a couple of days at a right. time. And if things bubble up, it's kind of a buzzkill at a wedding. Absolutely, I'm going to start at the the yeah. bottom with the basic needs and and right. move on up. Right. So, and uh, but now we can get back to uh, like the I think the baking is part of the fun part, you know. And uh, I see that you've brought some cupcakes today. And you brought some uh, uh, Union Jack uh, Well, designs. after you said to me that, oh, you yeah. want to talk about the royal wedding. And I went, oh, royal wedding, OK. Um, well, I took a look. And Megan has chosen a lemon and elderflower wedding with a buttercream icing for her wedding cake. Uh, by the way, they're also going to have little pickup desserts, which you know, there's an extra dessert on a lot of weddings now. And she is having a mini creme brulee that you can pick up some French macarons and um, chocolate truffles because chocolate truffles for royal weddings, I guess, are a thing. So we experimented with elderflower, which, by the way, is out of season right now. I'm getting fresh elderflowers, but there is elderflower syrup. You can buy it from Amazon still if you wanted to do this for the weekend. But we didn't like how it tasted, so we used our regular lemon cupcakes but made them look sort of, you know, they're kind of, they look like... Union Jackie. They do. And let's talk about cupcakes in general because I'm I'm going to uh, to draw our producer in here. Uh, Patty Bangert is has told me that she is uh, for friends doing doing a, a wedding cake slash cupcakes, and um, it seems like I'm seeing them more and more at formal events. Uh, cupcakes, you know, are people choosing them instead of cake? They are. I think some of it's a little gone by now. Mm -hmm. We've seen actually seeing the move back to some cakes or what we're really seeing the most is desserts that are neither that are, are coming on strong. We have Not a cannoli having... bar, we have an ice cream bar, wow. we to order strawberry shortcakes, little fancy petite desserts, um, a pie in a jar, a little wide mouth um, wow. mason jars that we do pie in a jar in different flavors. Um, regular pies. I mean, people want all kinds of desserts. Or we do cake, and then we do something that we pass at the end. Milkshake shots with little warm chocolate chip cookies on the top. Um, Chocolate-covered strawberries, all of those kinds of things. We, we also, there are finishes that are savory now. So you you had pass hors d'oeuvres, you had dinner, you have dancing, and then they look to something to finish the night. And it might be little sliders and fries. It might be warm pretzels. It might be um, uh, uh, pulled pork, little baby pulled pork mm -hmm. rolls. 
there's all kinds of things that we which we tried Monday night. Yes, we did Monday night. It was uh, the Rihanna Club was serving uh, uh, pulled, pulled pork with the Asian. We ran into each other at the No Kid Hungry fundraiser. That's right. Which is is uh, was put on by the Mass Restaurant Association and many businesses it down was, here. It was actually a collaborative event between mm -hmm. the Mass Restaurant Association and the Cape, Association and the Cape Cod Chamber. Um, oh, okay. Which, by coincidence, I sit on both of those boards. Oh, I don't know that happened. But you know, our good friends. <laughs> you have to stop um, saying yes. <laughs> Beth, Beth and Todd Marcus at Cape Cod Beer generously gave their site. We had, uh, as I said yesterday, eight restaurants and one caterer. All the chefs came in. They did food. People paid, um, I think, thirty-five dollars to come, and mm -hmm. we had well over two hundred people. Olive's. I have to tell you, Olive's meal was delicious. It was a. Um, Macaroni and cheese with blue cheese and porter, porter. right? And also um, a little bit of short rib wrapped in bacon. Bacon wrapped short rib with a tomato tarragon jam. It was good. Yeah. Um, actually, everything was wonderful. It's nice when the community gets together for that kind of an event because I was stunned. We're, we're getting off of weddings a little bit. I was stunned to see how far um, money donated there goes in terms of feeding kids who are hungry, particularly during the summer when school is up. Uh, we have we, in the last um, three or four years, the Mass Restaurant Association has raised, um, uh, I think, four hundred thousand dollars now uh, for No Kid Hungry, and they are a national organization. But they negotiated a deal so that all that money feeds hungry kids in Massachusetts. That's wonderful. Those of us who are in food service, you know, we feed people. That's what we like. It hurts my heart to think about hungry children. Yes, me too. Me too. So. It, uh, I'm sure everyone. Now, I do have people helping us here because right. they're getting us back on track. Thank you, whoever sent this question in. How do you determine dessert quantity based on the number of guests? Ooh, great question. So, the first thing in wedding cakes is, you know, some people like to do this like little tiny slice per person. We like to do like this. I like a lot of cake. Hold your hands up so we can a say a lot of cake. Yeah, is what I like. So we do enough cake so you can come back a couple times if you want. Um, if we are doing a small pickup dessert, we usually just like to have about three pieces per person. Really? If we're doing cupcakes, um, a wedding cupcake for us is a little bigger size than this, and we have to do a little more than one per person. Mm -hmm. um, most of our desserts now are buffeted so that they're out all night as opposed to a served a uh, piece of wedding cake that sits there gets crusty while you dance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In other words, we want you to be able to come up when you want it. So, yeah. Great. That's a, uh, let's see. Um, Liz Galagia. Oh, yeah. This person. Yeah, <laughs> Liz Lagamba Rodin says, we do, do cookie tables in yeah. Youngstown, Ohio, an Italian tradition. Have you been, have you so done Liz, those? just so you know, my maiden name is Dorenzo, so I know. I didn't know that either. Tables. <laughs> and that is one of our, our non-traditional desserts that we offer. We also, um, while we don't allow you to bring in your own shrimp, if we've got aunts who make the cookies for all the weddings, we allow them to bring those in. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. in my family, all the aunts make the cookies, and you have to bring the cookies, and the same cookies come. We, and even at holidays, we have um, Grandma Emily's um, Italian cookies that are my grandmother's uh, recipe that we sell lots of. Mm. That were but the people can, for up. the cookies, because it's a part of the family tradition. It's a family tradition. Oh, that's really And if nice. they have a family tradition and no one to bake it, they give us the recipes. We do a lot of old family recipes. We will make anything. Oh, but that not, is so cool. Yeah, and not just for dessert, but for entrees. For people tell me what their special 
that they have to have in their family, we will do it, even though once that had me doing a bologna roll-up. Um, what what is that? Different. I don't want to go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> Just say it was important to that family, and we did it. Whatever, whatever is important. Absolutely. I was going to ask you if there were um, some unusual or, or some surprising requests, either food or, or just generally. Do you, are people trying to use their pets? Have their pets involved in yes. ceremonies? Yes. And, and I would say, if you want your pet to go down the aisle with you, you do need to make sure ahead of time that the venue will allow it. Okay. But if the venue will allow it, we're okay with it. Um, although we do request that the pet not be wandering through the tables, eating off the people's eating, plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have we have experienced that, but um, for them then to be somewhere safe, mm -hmm. somewhere safe for the pet too. But yes, but a lot of venues are not going to let you bring that animal in, so you do have to check that ahead of time. Yeah, so if you're doing it at your house or something, then that's definitely it's gonna be fine. And some of the non-traditional places are fine. And I would imagine it's important to sort of practice so the the uh, pet knows, uh, has some sense of things. So um, most of the out. time when we're doing this, those pets are really members of the family and they mm -hmm. understand how to behave in the family. Every family has their own thing, you know, and wow. they know how to do it. That's cool. So, yeah, it is. It's it's okay. Um, and now I, um, I know as we're finishing up, what I want to ask you is, what did we not get to? A couple of things we didn't get to, because I know there's a million things we didn't so get to. So we didn't talk very much about all the long farm tables they want, all the rustic look, will it continue? Um, have you tried whitewash farm tables? We're doing half uh, farm tables, half tables with linens, um, some of the specialty lighting out there with the new LEDs that does crazy stuff that make people very happy. Brides with two dresses. Um, two wedding dresses? Of well, it's, no, there's a, there's a, oh, the, the, the wedding, wedding dress and dress then the after the reception. Dress, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't talk about the fact that on Cape Cod, there aren't many places you can do really late weddings because we're outdoors and we have noise bylaws. Oh, yes, right. So 10 o'clock is usually the latest I've got for any venue, 10.30 at Heritage and Highfield. So you probably want to start around 4? Yeah, 4. four I mean, that's a good, actually, probably a question, too, is does the average wedding last about 6 about hours? Six hours. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. I don't know how I know that. We don't. We, we try to not have alcohol service more than five, five and a half hours. Once we mm -hmm. get to the sixth hour of alcohol service, nothing good happens. So, is um, are a lot of people still going with an open bar concept? Yeah, in my market, everybody. Uh, in my market, so. everybody. Even though we can do, uh, we have a caterer's uh, liquor license. We can sell alcohol. We can do cash bars, but we don't have a lot of it going on. I've seen a lot of uh, coffee bars coffee near bars. the end of the A lot of after parties, too. Mm -hmm. But I usually send them someplace else for an after party. And Again, I know nothing good happens as we get into our seventh hour <laughs> of alcohol service. And I know that you uh, you do the rehearsal dinners, too. Rehearsal dinners, brunches. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, well, here is someone that you would definitely want to meet. Um, she is based in Centerville. We're with Olive Chase, and we're talking about weddings. We wish the, the royal couple the very best. And everyone who's out there, let's send out those hearts for all the brides and grooms who are getting married in this coming season. It's so exciting, and I'm so glad I have a wedding to go to. It's the casual gourmet. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> See, this is what Thank happens you. when I know you since 86. Yeah, I'm just going to have uh, Olive on and, and uh, yeah, yeah, forget yeah. We'll where talk. she works. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you all for joining us. Thank you for back. inviting me. Yes, thank you for coming, and thank all of our viewers. Uh, don't forget, you can get this on podcast, and uh, you can talk about with your friends, and then talk at least a year in advance with Olive or any yes. of the other Busy. fine caterers on, on the Cape. I know you're a wedding planner as well. Um, if you put it in her hands, you won't have to worry about anything and she'll take care of all of it. So happy weddings, everyone. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.